Welcome back to episode 42 of the FBL Draft Hub podcast and this week we're looking ahead to game week 3. Welcome back to the FBL Draft Hub podcast, the podcast dedicated to the official FBL Draft game. My name's Mitch and I'm your host for another roundup of waiver options, hidden gems, ones to dump and some sell high buy low targets as we look ahead to game week 3. Chelsea, Liverpool, Brighton and Spurs continued their perfect start while a number of teams are still looking for their first points after the opening two weeks. New fantasy football superstar Romelu Lukaku got his first outing for Chelsea against Arsenal and as I alluded to in last week's podcast, that was a fixture that looked good for him on paper and he absolutely terrorised that Arsenal defence, particularly in the first half. His teammate Rhys James posted the highest single game week score from a defender so far and will be a hard bar to overcome as he got a hat-trick of a goal, assist and a clean sheet to bring in 18 fantasy points. There were a number of other big scores from defenders this week as we saw a lot of clean sheets in line with pre-weekend expectations with the likes of Mings, Duffy, Laporte, uh, Alexander-Arnold, Simicast and Diaz all recording double-digit hauls. If you heard me to tell you to drop uh, Laporte last week, you must have misheard me. Some of the players I'll be discussing in this episode include Ben Rama, Deli Ali, and Abamyang. So let's get into it. Now remember, this isn't standard FBL, guys, so I won't be debating Bruno or Salah or any of the other big players as the vast majority of these will have been mopped up on draft day and will be off the table for many managers out there. So the only players I discuss are ones that the stats tell me have the potential to be available for you. And if you're not sure where these stats are coming from, head over to fpldrafthub.com and you'll be able to see the ownership stats for all of these players from across the whole world and you can get all of it for absolutely free. The first player I'm going to bring up is Joel Matip, who's owned in just 16% of eight team leagues at the moment. Definitely one to get in if you can afford to park him on the bench for this week's game against Chelsea, but someone that can get you a nice consistent load of points for the next few weeks after that. The second player to discuss is uh, Saeed Benrahma for West Ham. Now his ownership doubled from 23 up to just over 45% this week. Um, and I think we can you know, expect to see this trend continue ahead of game week three as he's currently second overall in points behind teammate Mikel Antonio. Wonderfully consistent with a goal and assist in each game so far. Um, looking like West Ham are continuing to build on the impressive season that they had last year and he looks really comfortable and settled in the Premier League. The next player is Deli Ali, who's owned in 46% of leagues currently and he was the second of my collaboration pod picks to come through with a goal and it's now just down to Leandro Trossard to complete the set for me. Um, it was interesting to see that Deli Ali was on penalties and when I was writing these notes um, Kane's future was still very much up in the air. However, today he has released a statement that's pretty much suggesting he will stay at Spurs this season. Um, so uh, whereas if he'd have gone, there was quite a good chance Deli Ali would be the, the main man for penalties. That uh, outlet is probably out the window as Kane will, will take all of those. Um, but I think the way he's playing, he's definitely a starter these days. Um, and... We know from seasons past that he, he's got an eye for a goal, so I think there's plenty of potential there for him to be a big scorer this year. Just a general point to look at the waivers for this week. So many will look, you know, experienced draft managers will look to get in players early ahead of nice fixture swings. For example, uh, Wolves play Man United this week, but if you can store them on the bench, they then have a very nice fixture run 
that extends virtually up until December. Not a bad move. However, bear in mind that many waivers um, will be dedicated to new transfers next week. And so if you're low in the waiver priority, um, old trusted sort of solid players like a, a Connor Cody, who's you know is going to play 90 minutes and can get you good clean sheet points, should be there waiting for you. So just for this game week, I wouldn't be afraid to gamble on a player that you're only likely to keep for the week. You know, that Norwich attacker or Leeds defender that you've got your eye on um, because you probably can afford to wait on some of the more dependable guys in, until uh, we're looking ahead to game week four. Some hidden gems, and uh, these are all players who are currently sitting on less than 10% ownership. And the first one I'm going to bring up is Ashley Young for Aston Villa, who's owned uh, in just under 6% of leagues. He's now 36 years old, but he continues to prove he is more than good enough at the top level. Um, He now looks to be preferred to target at left back. um, And he started there in Villa's 2-0 win over Newcastle. There must have been some youth serum in that bird shit he ate a few years ago because the engine still looks to be pairing nicely. Um, Given there is also a chance that Young gets thrown further forward on any given match day, he's good value for attacking returns too. Uh, A home game against Brentford next makes any of the Aston Villa defenders hot property again. Um, And as targets started for Villa in the midweek game, uh, I think we can be fairly sure that Young will start at the weekend. The next two defenders I'm going to talk about are um, both Spurs defenders, which means they'll probably go and concede three this weekend. But the first is uh, Jaffet Tanganga, who's owned in just 7%, and then Eric Dyer, who's owned uh, just over 9% of leagues. Um, with Roden having an injury issue and, and Spurs not conceding a goal yet, it's highly likely that uh, Nuno goes with the same back four in the next match against Watford, which is another good opportunity for a clean sheet. Not only do you have the clean sheet potential with Dyer, but he's always a threat from set pieces, whether that's running in at the front post from a corner or smashing in a free kick from the edge of the D. Uh, Tankanga, practically same rationale as Dyer, two solid right back performances so far. And that's now his spot to lose. The last player in the hidden gem section is Pablo Fornals for West Ham, who's owned in only 5% of leagues. Definitely the poor man's way into the West Ham attack, but would take a big drop in performance before uh, Moyes considers changing things up. So it looks like his spot in the 11 is fairly settled for now. Uh, And as long as uh, Antonio stays healthy, all of the West Ham attackers are fairly decent FBL options. The only thing that could impact his chances of playing are if uh, Jesse Lingard comes back to West Ham or if somebody else comes in last minute in the transfer window. On to uh, some of the players to get rid of. And uh, the first one I've already mentioned is Target for Aston Villa. Um, Looks to be out of favour for the uh, league team and that run out in the Carabao Cup game, I think, really uh, says it all. Second one is uh, Vestergaard for Leicester. Comments from Rodgers this week were not too bright on him getting a game soon due to uh, fitness issues. Um, And as Leicester are not looking in any good form anyway, um, it's probably one to just switch out for now. Next is Simicast for Liverpool, who's done a cracking job for uh, the opening two weeks for managers that picked him up. But um, with Chelsea coming up next and Robertson fairly close to return, there probably isn't much more value in him that you can squeeze out and you may be better served getting in uh, a more reliable points getter for for the upcoming autumn period. Next is uh, Aosi Perez. I said last week, if he doesn't do anything, I'll never speak of him again. So consider that done. Um, Next is Bernardo Silva for Man City. Very strong rumblings that he's on his way out this summer. And if you're in 
you know, leagues with less than 10 teams, I would probably drop him now. But for larger leagues, it's probably worth holding on to him until after the window is definitively shut because you're going to be really scratching around for any half-decent replacement for him. A few trade valuations then. So a couple to sell high for me would be Marcus Alonso at Chelsea. He was the most wavered in player ahead of game week two. So a number of you listeners will have picked him up last week. I'm still sticking to my pre-season prediction that Chilwell will be an elite level defensive asset this year. So now could be the time to cash in on the Chelsea defender while his stock is pretty high. The second one to try and sell high at the moment is Paul Pogba who provided his fifth assist after just two games, which is likely to be a considerable chunk of his output over the course of the season. I think it could be a good time to see what kind of trade value you could get for him. Expect some further pain in the short term if you do offload him um, and really don't undersell him as you, you know he's got a double digit goal and assist season in him. But um, you know I think if you've managed to get all the points on the board for him so far, it's probably not the worst time to move him on. My buy low target this week is uh, Abamyang for Arsenal. Now, managers that took him high up in the draft will already be starting to get cold feet. But really, we've not had any reason to doubt him in the Premier League this season as he's only been on the pitch for, for 29 minutes. So a strong showing in the League Cup against West Brom on Wednesday night uh, should be an omen that he's back to the, the form he had the year before last. Um, and if you can get a decent deal for him, I would definitely see what you can do. That's it for this episode. Uh, still hard to make some proper assessments of the players and the teams themselves as there are still so many ins and outs to happen in what's shaping up to be a busy end to the transfer window. As I mentioned earlier, be sure to head over to fbldrafthub.com where you can sign up completely free where you will have access to uh, not only a number of articles and pre-draft stuff but your own personal dashboard where there are loads of personalised stats for your draft league. Um, and you can break down how your team are scoring points. And you also have access to the global dashboard, which is where um, I've had a lot of the stats that you've heard in this podcast, where you can see how managers from all around the world are using their waivers um, and which players are, are being dropped and which players are on the up. If you're enjoying these podcasts, make sure you follow on whichever platform you're listening on so that you don't miss out on any future episodes. Also, if you'd be kind enough to leave us a review, it will really help the podcast reach more people and won't cost you anything to do. Follow us on Twitter at FPLDraft.pod. This is probably the easiest way to reach out to me if you've got any questions or thoughts uh, on the podcast. Just uh, some general admin. Remember, there's an international break after this game week between game weeks three and four. So uh, game week four doesn't kick off until the 11th of September so you've got plenty of time to discuss trades, uh, meaning you shouldn't feel like you need to rush into any last minute decisions uh, in the next couple of days. And also that game week will be after the transfer window is has shut and we know where all the teams stand until January at least. So best of luck for your waivers, have fun and stay shook.